Welcome to War Docs, the military medicine podcast. Our mission is to preserve the oral history of military medicine told from the perspective of the healthcare heroes that lived it. Find out more and join Team War Docs at wardocspodcast.com. In this special WarDoc series called Military Medicine Mentorship Moments, we have partnered with AMSIS, the Society of Federal Health Professionals, to bring you insights and advice about different aspects of mentorship from senior experienced military medical leaders. I'm your host, retired Army urologist Doug Soderdahl. Our featured military medical mentor is retired Army Brigadier General Richard Ursone, a former Medical Service Corps officer with an expertise in logistics and material management with a distinguished career in leadership and service. You can read his full bio on wardockspodcast.com. For this episode, we'll be focusing on what defines a mentorship relationship and why it's important for those involved as well as for the organization. So General Ursone, Let's start our conversation with how you define mentorship. As I was thinking about that, I thought about a comment that was made by Benjamin Franklin. And he said, tell me, I forget. Teach me, I may remember. Involve me, and I learn. And I believe that in the definition of mentorship, you have to involve the name or the term relationship. It's between two people, mentor and a mentee, typically. And usually the mentor is an individual who's more experienced and knowledgeable, has a greater deal of skills, maybe in a particular subject matter area or multiple subject matters. And so this relationship that develops uh, between the two individuals is, is truly one where both are contributing to the knowledge of each other. What would you say is the primary purpose or goal of a mentorship relationship? I believe it's to maximize the development of both the mentor and the mentee. Certainly to maximize the skills to a greater extent of the mentee, but a mentor is also developing his or her own skills as a senior leader, a more polished mentor as they involve themselves with different individuals of different experiences and knowledge, skills, and abilities themselves. So it's to maximize the development of, of both the mentor and the mentee. Also say that it's, it's part of developing a learning organization. When you look at the Army Medical Department, those of us who are in senior leader positions take a vested interest in developing the bench. We can't be on active duty forever. And so we must do our very best to develop the next generation of leaders to provide ourselves as role models for them. And I believe that a great mentoring program within an organization is extremely important for that organization to thrive, not just in the current day, but in the future as well. What are the benefits of mentorship to the mentee? I think the first thing a mentee has to realize is that this is work. This is going to require an individual to sit back and determine why are they even interested in having a mentor? What are their expectations? Do they have a vision of their career goals and objectives? Have they developed a plan for their career? And once developed, are they going to hold themselves accountable? Those are things that I believe will assist a mentee as they develop their career goals and objectives. And that's 
I think uh, the side benefit really of having a mentor is to assist them with their vision and expectations, the development of a plan for their future, how they'll hold themselves accountable, things like time management. The mentee uh, shouldn't be imposing himself or herself on the mentor Uh, Every other day, at every other minute, there's a crisis or a question. It needs to be a more formal relationship between the two with a well-defined time frame for when they will engage each other as mentor and mentee. But clearly, many benefits derive to the mentee. And other things like just developing their confidence and communication skills. These are also uh, necessary skills for uh, any leader, irrespective of where they are in the, in the chain of command, either staff officer, section leader, or maybe even a leader at a much lower level, like platoon leader, company commander. How about the mentor? What are the benefits of mentorship to the mentor? I believe that, first of all, that the mentor is going to continue to develop his or her own leader skills and expand their knowledge experiences with different individuals who come from different walks of life, different skill sets, uh, could be physicians, could be dentists, maybe medical service corps officers, uh, veterinary, nurse corps, you know, all of the the cores that we have within our AMED, as well as enlisted and the civilian population as well. So as we are mentoring individuals in these different cores, they're expanding their knowledge base as well as assisting others in developing their own talents, skills, and abilities. I also think for a senior leader, as a mentor, they're also identifying talent. They're looking at the next generation of leaders, helping to develop those next generation of leaders. And also, that personal interest in assisting maybe those who may lack the competence, may have not had the experiences that others have had, and assisting those individuals to become more productive, to become more successful, so that they're better able to fill a senior position within the Army Medical Department and certainly within the Army. How does an organization benefit when it has a successful mentorship program? building the bench, doing your best to ensure that all of the members of your team, be they officer, warrant officer, enlisted or civilian, are maximizing their potential. And a a great mentor program is going to help everyone develop their knowledge, skills, and abilities to be part of a successful team. This also, I think, helps everyone to develop this common core of shared values, the notion of leading by example, assisting others in vision setting, developing their plan and helping them to get to their plan, to achieve their own personal goals, which also should be helping the organization to be a more productive and effective member of the AMED team. So let's move on to your personal experience with mentorship. Who is your most influential mentor and why? I think before discussing my my most influential mentor, I would like to say that I think throughout my career and maybe 
most others uh, who have served for any length of time in the Army, and certainly within the Army Medical Department, is you come across a number of individuals who may not have served in, let's say, a more formal role as a mentor, but have served as role models, showing you how to be a better person, how to be a better leader, how to motivate an organization to achieve results. I think a lot of times, uh, at least in my career, I've looked up to many individuals and I've, I've learned a lot, while though not in a, a more formal mentor-mentee relationship, I certainly have developed my own skills, knowledge, and abilities just through the role models that I've had. Some of them have been senior leaders. Others have been peers or maybe even subordinates. There's always an opportunity to learn. But getting back to your question about the most influential mentor, I think for me, it was uh, Brigadier General Mac Hill, an individual that I met early on in my career as a young captain. General Hill was a uh, senior major at that time. And I think what got things rolling for us was just the, the common interests we had because we were both involved in the development of medical logistics systems. His was on the material management side. Mine was in the area of property management, biomedical maintenance, and development of a, a med case system or a future investment system for our, uh, our hospitals. What I found was this, this mutual ground of interest in looking to automation to get us out of the, uh, the paper and pencil world also helped to develop a, a more personal relationship. I always found uh, General Hill to be very genuine. And when I saw the reaction of individuals that he interacted with, people just gravitated to him. And I was one of those individuals who gravitated to him as well. His personal interest in me, uh, not just as a medical logistician, because we were both medical logisticians, but also individuals that were looking to develop our own leader skills and his interest in me as a person, me as a, a father of five kids, the personal interest that he took in my family, I think cemented that, that relationship. And so I would have to say that throughout my career, starting as a captain and then on through even as a, a general officer, when we were both serving on active duty, we both reached out to each other on many occasions. And it's, uh, it's been a great, great relationship and one that uh, continues to this day. What would you say is the best advice that you ever got from a mentor? I would have to say it's, it's lead by example, set the example. People are, are looking to you always, whether it's in a command position in a more formal scenario, but also you know, outside of that, that formal scenario. You have always got to exhibit values of the Army, those we espouse to. We have our leadership, which we talk about in integrity and honesty and personal courage, respect. That has to be demonstrated whenever you're in uniform or out of uniform. You are the individual that sets the example. In addition to that, hold yourself accountable. Don't be afraid to admit a mistake. And 
when others within your organization have made a mistake, remember the buck stops with you. You are the leader. Accept accountability for your organization. Look into what, what's happened, make your adjustments, and move on. But certainly holding yourself accountable and leading by example, I think it's advice that I've, I've always kept with me uh, from active duty to retirement when I was lurking in commercial uh, sector. What do you know now about mentorship that you wish you would have learned much earlier in your career? Trust your instincts. Be judicious. You can't mentor everyone. I think that early on, I had this notion, oh, I'm going to be a mentor. Everybody, anyone who comes along, ah, it's a mentor relationship. Well, not really. You have to truly work at being a, a mentor and establishing that formal relationship that I mentioned, where you're, you're working through with an individual for that individual to establish their own vision, to look at their objectives, their plan for their future, and how they will achieve that plan, and assisting them in the process of developing that vision, their objectives for success. There are many times as a leader, individuals will contact you and they may ask for your advice. But I don't look at that as a true mentor-mentee relationship. And certainly you should be available to assist individuals in that regard. But when you're talking about a mentor and a mentee relationship, it's a commitment. It's a commitment of your time as a mentor and the commitment of your mentee's time. And I think you both have to value that time when you're together, whether it's for a cup of coffee, dinner, phone, whatever scenario you establish as your battle rhythm for mentor, mentee, for that relationship. But you can't be a mentor to everyone. And you should be very, like I said, judicious about your selection of a, of a mentee and also ensure that you're convinced that that mentee is ready for the commitment and the work involved as well. It's very likely that there'll be listeners who are at the beginning of their federal healthcare careers. What is some practical advice for someone interested in mentoring or being mentored? What is something that they could do tomorrow? The first thing they have to do is perform their self-assessment and ask themselves, why am I interested in, in having a mentor? What would a mentor, what would I expect a mentor to be able to provide me? What assistance? And you may want to do a little background research. There are plenty of books and articles about mentorship, mentors, and the skills that the mentor brings to the table and what a typical mentee needs to bring to the table. Mentors are great listeners, but so are mentees as well. Mentors have to be approachable and available. Well, the same is true of a mentee. Mentees got to be ready to accept constructive feedback. You don't want to shoot the messenger. And when you develop that personal relationship, there's a trust and a respect that's developed between, I think, the two individuals such that when tough love has to be given, you know, you're ready to accept it. But you as a mentee, really need to begin the process yourself of asking, why do I need a mentor? What will 
a mentor do for me? What are my expectations? And then look across the landscape, whether it's professor, uh, someone in a graduate medical education program, senior leader that you've known for a while that you feel is approachable, because you may find that the individual that you're interested in serving as a mentor may not have the time and capacity to do so and is not willing to make that commitment. So it first starts from the mentee uh, perspective. As far as a mentor, I think this is a, a skill set that, that all leaders should develop and work at. And again, take a look at the literature, see what's been written. Uh, there's a great book that uh, Tony Dungy, head coach, the NFL, wrote on the mentor leader. And in that book, he says, you, you make it all but impossible for others to give you credit. A mentor is taking a personal interest in another individual and helping that individual to maximize their development as future leaders. And not just as leaders, but it could be as a subject matter expert in a particular area. You've got to be ready to honor your commitment. You've got to be accountable yourself and acceptable. And you have to be someone who's willing to, to make some tough decisions sometimes with your mentee and being able to give that constructive feedback when it's necessary. You don't want to be overbearing. You don't want to tell the mentee how to get everything done, although sometimes you may, you may be inclined to do that. You've got to ask the good questions and allow your mentee to be involved. And remember that Ben Franklin comment, involve me. And I learn. For our listeners, what would you say is your main takeaway message about mentorship? Probably the, the most important aspect of men mentorship is understanding that it's a commitment to develop the skills and abilities of both the mentor and the mentee. It's a giving relationship. It's an exchange of information and ideas. And it's a partnership, one that could last throughout one's career. But it doesn't have to be that way. We have been speaking with retired Army Brigadier General Richard Ursone. Sir, thanks again for sharing your mentorship insights with us on Wardock's Military Medical Mentorship Moments. And thank you for the service you've provided to this nation. Thanks, Doug. I really appreciate the opportunity for this discussion. Continue the great work. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of our special Wardock series, Military Medical Mentorship Moments, in partnership with AMSIS, the Society of Federal Health Professionals. We invite you to follow and subscribe to our show on whatever platform you consume your podcast so you don't miss an episode. Please rate and review this podcast and share our show with your contacts on social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Find out more information about our show and our guests and how to become a member of Team Wardocs on our website, wardoxpodcast.com. That's wardoxpodcast, one word, dot com. Thanks so much for your support. If you like war stories and medical drama, Wardox has you covered. Spread the word.